Do you ever find yourself feeling completely overwhelmed when you sit down to think about all the steps that it takes to do just one thing in your business? Like just that one blog post that you have to write, there's so many steps and it feels daunting. And so you would rather just skip it. You'd rather just postpone it for another day. What about email communication with your clients and creating a client journey? What does that even look like? If you are feeling overwhelmed and stuck when it comes to getting organized in your business and creating simple workflows and automations that will help free up your time, then you are going to love today's episode. I've asked my friend Taylor Torres to come on the show to share with us simple automations and workflows for photographers specifically. Taylor is a professional brand photographer turned systems and operations expert, Dubsado certified specialist, speaker, educator, and podcast host. She is the founder of Chanel and Lee, a systems consulting studio focused on elevating client experience by offering backend tech installation, launch support, and systems education for the modern multi-passionate CEO. Today's episode is filled with such incredible insight, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So if you're ready, let's jump into my conversation with Taylor. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today, and I cannot wait to talk to you about simple workflows for photographers. But before we get into this, I would love for you to introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are, who you live with, and what you do. Hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. It's great getting to chat with you on Instagram and finally getting to have a conversation with you on your podcast. Um, But yes, I'm Taylor. I live in Katy, which is right in the Houston area. I am a mom of two. I have one biological and one bonus daughter. So I have a three-year-old and an eight-year-old and um, also live here with my, my man and our dog. And I am a lot of things. I'm a podcaster. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a systems business. I do a lot of education and I've been a photographer for over a decade. So a lot of things happening in my world over here. That's awesome. I so love that we can relate to that because 
I'm so multi-passionate also, and I'm learning more and more that as women, we just typically are. There's more than one thing that we're really interested in. And I've noticed too, that our journeys just kind of evolve as we go from Mm -hmm. different seasons. And so I would love for you to kind of share about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Can you share that with us? Yes. Oh, it's been, it feels like way longer than it's been, but it essentially started my journey with entrepreneurship or photography or kind of where I am now started in high school. I got a camera in high school, a DSLR, and I got it for good grades and fell in love with photography. I'd always been an artist in school and loved doing all kinds of things. Even prior to getting that camera, I had like one of those little Ashton Kutcher point and shoots, you know, and I take pictures of my friends. And so always very creative, but got my first camera in high school and instantly fell in love. I took photos of all my friends and I was really involved in the music scene. So I would, you know, take ba- uh, pictures of bands. And eventually that evolved to taking portraits, senior photos, and family photos of people that I knew. And so by the time I was 17, I was doing online schooling so I could graduate early and go to college early. And I had started officially my business, right? Because I was just taking photos for fun. And then I started charging in high school and it led to a really promising career. Um, Commercially, I was shooting weddings and portraits and pretty much anything I could photograph. And I ended up going to art school for fine art and really stepping into more of like the fine art space which eventually led me to kind of a pivotal life moment. I went through a really hard divorce and art kind of got put on the back burner. So a couple years later, I ended up getting pregnant with my son and realized I wanted to work from home. I had been working in different jobs like bartending and after school, after art school, I went into bartending and you know retail. And then Decided I wanted to be able to stay home when the baby came because I was really passionate about being able to make it work, whatever it was, working from home, entrepreneurship, whatever. And this path kind of fell in my lap. I got on a Facebook group and I was working at a social media agency wasn't making barely any money, but I got into a Facebook group while I was pregnant and I just said, hey, is anyone looking for help? And they were all photographers. It was great that I had a background in photography, so I kind of knew how photography businesses ran and what they needed support in and how their minds worked. And so I had a girl say, hey, yeah, you could like answer emails for me. I had no business. I had no Instagram. I didn't have packages. I literally just was like, hey, does anyone need an assistant? And so that led me into this virtual assistant world, and this was in 2019. And so by the end of 2019, that had grown so much, me assisting photographers virtually and really a lot of different wedding creatives to where I left that social media position, took the business full-time, and I was only two months postpartum. It was terrifying and very risky, but I was like, you know what? I'm making the same amount of money as I am at this business, but this will allow me to stay home with my son and grow it on my own time, you know, financially free and everything like that. Um, Then COVID hit and I was terrified again because I'm like, oh no, now I have, you know, this six month old baby and I just started this business and it's COVID. Thankfully, you know, everything worked out really well. And that kind of led me into systems and automation and learning as not only an entrepreneur, but working with so many other entrepreneurs that this is such a huge piece of business that we often don't like and it feels messy and really hard. And so I kind of saw this space um, in the industry of where I could step in as an expert in automation and offer that to other entrepreneurs. 
That is so cool. I love that your journey started really messy, right? I feel like that Mm -hmm. is how all of us start, right? We just take a first step and we see where that takes us. And then we just keep going. Like growth is not linear. It's very up and down. And sometimes you turn around and you backtrack. And then sometimes you find new avenues that you didn't even expect, right? So like you probably were like, I never like grew up dreaming that I was going to be a systems and workflow expert. That just is where the path led. So I think that is so cool. And I'm really excited to dive into this today and help our listeners really get a handle on this because sometimes it can feel so like scary and messy, right? When we Mm -hmm. have these businesses and we're like, okay, we've got all this work to do, but like, it's just very overwhelming. And so what are yeah. some of the like starting points, I guess, that maybe you can guide our listeners through about what kind of workflows should photographers have in place? Where do they even start? Yeah, I think you want to like take a couple steps back, especially if you're new, not even to business, but just new to like systemizing and organizing and processes, right? Because I think it's easy for us, especially as creatives, where we you know, become really successful in our business. And we realize, man, I've managed to go three, four years without ever having like a process in place because you've just been grinding it out. And so before I even step into like the workflow conversation, I like to look at what other systems and applications do you even have in place, right? Some of my clients I've worked with who are very successful wedding photographers are still using like Apple Notes and Google Sheets for things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're super successful. They just never have had the time to figure out what systems work for me, what works for my clients. And so before I even get into automation, I always kind of look at, do we have a client management system in place? Do we have an email system in place? What kind of things are you doing to make your life a little bit easier in business? And then once you have those in place, we can start moving into like automating all of the moving parts before you know you try to get too down in the weeds with what is automation and I got to have a workflow for everything obviously that's not going to happen right in the beginning. So I like to look at what systems do we have and how are we utilizing them in the business? And then we can move into that automation conversation. That's such a great point because I think a lot of people go into this idea of workflows and automations and they think they have none. They're like, I don't have Mm -hmm, any mm -hmm. of this. But when you sit down and have a conversation, you're like, well, you do. You just haven't actually written it down or you Mm -hmm. haven't actually like walked through all the thoughts swirling around in your brain, like you do have a system. You just maybe haven't acknowledged that yet. And so I think it's really important to, like you said, like first just think about what are you already doing? What are you already using? Because chances are you have something. You have a workflow already started. You might not even know. But I think too, to kind of back up to what you were saying, even if these photographers who are listening maybe are not as far along in their business as they want to be, or maybe they're not as busy as they want to be. And they're Mm -hmm. like, gosh, I wish I was successful, or I wish I had all these clients. Now is the perfect time to Mm -hmm. start the workflows, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, because the great thing about workflows is obviously you can get into automation or systemizing your business at any point. I work with clients who are in their first six months of business, you know, or I've worked with people who are 10 years in and they're, you know, either revisiting their workflows or they're revamping or their business model is changing. And workflows are great, especially for the newer photographer or maybe the one who's not as busy because that's going to set the tone for the client experience. And if you have that experience already set in 
in stone before you've even utilized it, it's just going to create even even more beautiful experience for your clients. They're going to feel from the very beginning of contact with you that you are organized, that you are attentive, that you have a great process. And that's obviously going to go into your, create, your creativity with your shoots and everything else. But I always say if you have the capacity and the time to do it, there's no harm in doing it now and setting that foundation while you have the time before you get crazy busy and you're trying to do that plus, you know, run a business, which is always a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say would be the next step then if the listener right now is kind of going through their workflows and their processes and they're kind of thinking like, okay, I actually do have some of this. Would you recommend them just like writing it all out? What would be like their next step after they've sort of identified what their workflows are? Yeah. So my process that I use really with anyone at any stage when it comes to building workflows, especially if it's in a client management system, is to do kind of exactly what you just said of like taking everything in your mind that you do and writing it out, whether it's on paper or a Google Doc or you do it like a pretty map, figure out exactly what needs to happen for each service or type of, you know, maybe it's type of session you have from the very beginning of contact, from the time they find your website and submit a contact form all the way through the you know the shooting the pre-communication the delivery process all the communication just jot it down once you do that you can really identify okay great here is where I may have some holes right like maybe I'm missing a couple of emails in between when they book and when their session is or when their wedding is or whatever or maybe I need to add something here oh this could be turned into a form right you're able to kind of see it from a bird's eye view and what I love about that process too is that's when you're really able to find the spaces in your brain dump essentially where you can elevate, right? Where can I add something to this, add a touch point or add just an extra level of lux lux to the process? Once you have all that, it's great because then you can identify what all do you need, right? There's so many things that are floating around. There's forms, there's proposals, there's emails, there's if you're taking calls with clients for a consult, right? You need some kind of scheduling app. So you're able to kind of brain dump that process and that allows you to identify what all do I actually need to make this automation work. Even if you're not going to automate it, that's still going to allow you to figure out what you need to create, what maybe needs to be revamped or elevated, and then obviously giving you the framework for you to take the workflow and automate it into a system like a client management. That's awesome. And I think it's really important to do this step. And a lot of photographers, I feel like when they are in the weeds of so like busy season, um, And we're not saying do this during busy season. We're saying like wait until you have some breathing room, wait until you have some Mm -hmm. space or better yet, like carve out the time now in the future to make sure you do have time for this because often we get so stuck working, you know, in our business that we don't have time Mm -hmm. to work on it. And it's, I talk about this a lot on the podcast is making sure that you're owning the role as the CEO in your company, that you are doing these systems, even though sometimes they might not feel fun for us creatives. Mm -hmm. I personally am like you where I like the systems and I have learned to really enjoy them. But Mm -hmm. some of the listeners might be like, this sounds like awful. Like, I don't even (laughs) want to do this. This sounds like pulling teeth, right? But I think what's so important is how you feel after you've done it. Mm -hmm. Right. So can you share with us like what are some like aha moments or takeaways that some of your clients have had after working with you? Like what does it feel like after having systems and automations in place? 
Well, it's funny because I was going to mention this just a second ago and it goes into that aha moment is I'll have conversations and I still work with a ton of photographers in Dubsado and Systems. So I have these conversations often where they have realized maybe a hiccup or something that continues to happen. Maybe it's like a client's always asking for this one particular thing in the process or they're always missing the follow-up email or just something where they're forgetting. Like, I always forget to do this thing or this is a common question that comes up and that's a moment of, hey, that means that something in this process up until that point is either getting lost in communication or it's missing completely or we need to address it to just make that client experience better, right? Something as simple as having maybe an intake questionnaire where you ask all the details about the session and the family and the person and what they enjoy so you have those those information before you actually work with the clients. Just simple things like that where people realize, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize this one small asset I add to my process can eliminate other issues that are coming up down the line with the client. So that's something really common that's really fun to kind of identify with my clients. But something else too, I think people often realize after the entire process is done is they often say it feels a lot more daunting when they're getting started versus actually using it afterwards, right? And just going back to what you were saying, a lot of people don't enjoy systems and tech and you don't start a photography business to do systems and tech. You're creative. You want to be with people. You want to be you know, using a camera and doing all that fun part of the business. So it can feel overwhelming and almost like, oh, it's going to be too hard. So I don't even want to try it or I don't want to get a system or invest in an expert because I'm not even going to use it. On the flip side, they realize, oh, wow, it's so much simpler than it sounds because once you do have the process and the automation and you've tested it and everything is cohesive, it just makes your life literally so much easier. Like the the amount of times people have said how much time they've saved this week because they didn't have to send follow-ups to every new lead. I'm like, amazing, right? That's like 10 minutes of you typing an email multiply that by how many leads get in a year, that could be hours of time saved just from one email that you're not typing out. So it's those little kind of like time-saving moments that add up at the end, but that you're also like, okay, it's really not that bad to use it all if you have the right processes in place and you know, you're 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 using the system that works for you. That's so good. And I think you mentioned something that is so important is that getting started is the most daunting part. And mm-hmm. I think that's true with anything new that you do. It's like, yeah. why does it take so long to just get started? It mm-hmm. really isn't that bad once we get in the motion of it. And once we start to think through all the processes we already do have in place, like you mentioned, there's you probably have a lot of it in place. It might yeah. not just be in the right order or it might feel frazzled yeah. because you haven't automated it yet. So can you kind of walk us through like, the very first step for a photographer. So let's say, for instance, it's going to be, you know, their inquiry process. Mm-hmm. And you have them kind of write out like the different steps. I'm just kind of envisioning myself as a new photographer. I'm trying to put myself mm-hmm. like way back then. I feel like I would be I would be a little bit nervous about writing everything down because I'm like, um, do I have systems? Do I have processes? Mm-hmm. But then I think the next step would be like, okay, so what do I do once I know I need a you know, an inquiry booking process? Like, where do I go from there? And how do I know that like, my brain is giving me the right steps? You know what I mean? Can you walk us through like, what we should know or what how we should think about it? Yeah, I think it is a little hard because obviously if you're newer or if you're new to this whole like jotting everything down, like, am I right here? Should I do this? 
it's good to have guidance and whether that's from another photographer who's done it before you, whether that's someone like me who's a systems expert, I think having the sounding board is always so important because I work with a lot of people who come to me super nervous. They're like, oh, my process is terrible. It's so messy. And we get into it. I'm like, they're like, oh, it's really not that bad. I just needed someone to kind of tell me if that sounds good or like tell, like back me up. Does this sound right? Should this be here? And I think it's kind of just having that, that accountability of someone else kind of walking with you. And so I'm like, even if you can't invest in an expert or a Dipsado specialist or an automation person, you could just ask even a peer in the space who's like, hey, what does your process kind of look like? Would you recommend doing this or would you recommend doing this? Because I think it can be overwhelming trying to um, research or figure out what the exact steps are. But you really want to look at what it comes down to is client communication, all the information happening, and then when the timeliness of that is. So if that's you get a new lead in, What's the next step? Are you sending an email or are you booking a call? From there, are you sending a proposal and how many follow-ups do we want, right? You want to look at what does the client need to know and then how am I delivering that information to them? Other than that, I'm like always bouncing it off someone else, whether that, like I said, it's a peer, it's a friend, even a past client, I think is a great way too to ask if you've worked with someone, you say, hey, I'm you know, refining my processes. Can you let me know if this was helpful for you or if this email would have been good if I would have sent you one at this stage? I think we get scared to ask for a second opinion, and that can be some of the best help in our business, especially with something like systems where once we're in it for so long, it can almost feel like we're reading a different language because we're like, oh my gosh, I'm in this too much. I need to just see from another perspective how this would sound or feel when it comes to a process. I think that's such a great idea to reach out to a past client. I've never thought Mm -hmm. of that before, but like, how much insight would you get from them of saying like, and sometimes they don't know. Like if you ask a like a client who has never worked with you before, like what information would you like? They probably don't know. Right. But if you right. go to someone that's already been through the experience with you, then they can be like, oh, you know what? This would have been nice to know. Or I really did enjoy that you told me this. But I think something that's really important to note here too for our listeners is that your workflow doesn't have to be complicated. Like that's what this whole mm-hmm. episode is about. It's it can be very simple. And sometimes I think we overcomplicate things a lot mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs of like, oh, well, I must have to have like 10 steps in the workflow because it feels mm-hmm. really complicated. So it must be. And we don't right. really need that many steps, right? Even just having a few steps in between mm-hmm. when they book us to when they you know, get their client um, gallery delivered to them, that's all we need. So do you have like a guideline or something that you like people to start out with? And when we're talking about systems and automations here, is it only email or what other kind of like ways can people systemize without just emails? Well, I think with, you know, with something like photography, most of it is communication, which it is emails. But going back to kind of the asset conversation of like, what can I turn into an asset? Meaning like, is this, could this be a form that I gather information? Could this be like a guide, right? A lot of my photographers will send kind of like a prep guide for their session of like, here's what to wear and here's what to, here's ideas. That way you don't have to put all of that into a long paragraph in an email, right? It could be a guide for them. So when you kind of want to look at like, what other things can I not not automate, but elevate in the process. And I think we it's a good thing to get away from that automation word 
all the time, kind of like you're saying, simplifying, because it's not all going to be automated. And I think a lot of people come and approach it with everything's going to be automated, everything's going to be sending on its own. It's like, honestly, I work with a lot of photographers and I would say about half of it's automated. Half of it is going to be modified or sent manually or approved depending on the circumstance, right? Because not every client and every service is the exact same. So I think to look at, you know, what other things can I turn into a system, not just in a client management with forms and such, but also with email communication, like newsletters or maybe behind the scenes stuff, right? Like tasks and project management systems. I know a lot of photographers will utilize not really automation, but systemizing maybe their editing process or if they do albums, right? What kind of process do you have for album delivery when it's all behind the scenes, right? There's not a whole lot of client communication happening then. It's more of systemizing systemizing the back end of the business and the internal structure. So I think there is a lot to look at when it comes to not just automation, but systemizing in whole and kind of allowing our business to get more organized in the apps we're using, the project management, the marketing apps, right? Um, and your first question, can you re-say that question? Because I got sidetracked by the second one. I don't even know if I remember the first one. I think it was just saying like, are there other things to automate aside from emails? Yeah, so that I think I answered that one pretty good then because I'm yeah, like, I, I think, think so. Yeah. There might have been another question, but I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't I'm focused on listening. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like be better too about like really listening and soaking it all in so that I'm not like thinking about my next question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's I think balancing game. Right, exactly. I think everything that you just said is so good and so important. And another thing that just came to mind as you were speaking was really anything in your business that you do on repeat, you can build a system Mm -hmm. for, right? So it could even be just like batch creating your content for Instagram Mm -hmm. or for your Mm -hmm. blog post. Like we're not just necessarily talking about systems in general that are only for booking or only client communication. There are so many systems in your business that you can create just even like a checklist. Like for me, sometimes my systems are just a checklist where it's like, okay, if I'm going to write a blog post, here's what I need to gather for the blog post. Here's what I I need to have an outline of what I'm going to say, right? So you can just create a checklist. I feel like that's a super simple system that sometimes people just forget about. It doesn't, like I said, doesn't have to be complicated, right? Yeah. And that would be going back to like an SOP, a standard operating procedure, which is what you're saying, almost like the checklist or writing them out. I am crazy about those. (laughs) My assistant would be like, yes, because I have one for literally everything in the business and it's all stored in a client. I mean, my, sorry, it's all stored in my project management system. So when there is a task, you can go straight to the, you know, the department I could say of the business and find that procedure for that thing, like a blog post or Pinterest or whatever. And then even those processes that are happening in something like a real system, like a client management, those are even written out. So one thing I, this is kind of a fun tip, but when I have those written out, I even revisit my workflows once a year. Some people may be quarterly, especially if you introduce new services or you're changing your process around. Having that brain dump and kind of the SOP of the system stored somewhere is amazing because then as you're auditing your business and kind of revamping things, revisiting, you have that procedure stored and you can revisit it and kind of modify it which I do recommend to do for everyone, you know, at least once a year. But yeah, I think there's a lot of confusion with having a system means you have to have an actual paid platform for that thing when a lot of times it could be as something something as simple as a checklist. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think too, like, I'd love for you to jump into Dubsado and and what you love about that. And there are so many other like management systems that people can Mm -hmm. use. But I feel like it's all generally the same idea, right? All of them generally have similar capabilities. And so for listeners who are like, okay, I'm ready for this, like this sounds great. Um, maybe they are already using like Google Docs and which are great. I mean, I think I still use Google mm-hmm. Docs for a lot of things too, but like if they want to like take the next step and move to something mm-hmm. a little bit more robust, what would you recommend and why did you choose Dubsado? Yeah, so I would recommend Devsado for sure. And here's why. So I, as you know, myself was a photographer and I had used this was, I mean, I was a photographer in 2010. So before a lot of the systems came out that there are now. I mean, Instagram came out that year. So things were so different back then. But I had tried so many different systems as my career was taking off. And then when I became a virtual assistant, I got to experiment with so many different CRMs from other photographers. The great thing about Dubsado, because I think normally in this industry, Dubsado and HoneyBook are kind of both up there as the top tier for like a solopreneur or a smaller, you know, scale business. And they both can do what you need them to do. So it's not like saying you can't take HoneyBook and use it. But the good thing about Dubsado that I personally love and that I have converted many HoneyBook users over to Dubsado or people who don't have a system at all to Dubsado is that it is so customizable to your needs. So if you are a new photographer in your first year, if you are a photographer of 10 years with a team of shooters, it can suit either, you know, whoever needs to use the system. What I love about it is that not only does it have workflows, obviously probably one of the best reasons because systems like HoneyBook don't have as robust workflow automation. This one has so much automation. I mean, you can get really in the weeds with it or you can keep it really simple like we were talking about earlier. The other great thing is the way that you can customize all of the assets. So the proposals are beautiful in there, especially for something like photography, where we want it to be visually pleasing and we can get rid of the Canva, we can get rid of the website proposals and have these interactive, beautiful proposals where your clients can literally just press a button and book you and sign and pay in five clicks. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And I think as a consumer myself, who I hire a photographer multiple times a year, people who send me that, I'm like, oh, so much easier as a consumer versus, okay, this is the package I want. Now you send me an email and there's a contract from HelloSign and there's an invoice from PayPal or whatever it is, right? This is super seamless. And so for photographers, what I love is that Dubsado can really meet you wherever you're at. So I even have people who will start with Dubsado who don't even use the automation yet, and that's okay. You can still elevate from a zero to a 10 just by utilizing their forms and the proposal and just all of the different business tools you can use inside of the system that you wouldn't get without it. And then when you're ready to use automation, you have everything already in the system. You just now have to put it into a workflow because the emails exist, the forms already exist, everything's in there. And that's when a lot of people will then hire me once they've used Dubsado and kind of understand it a little bit and they're ready to you know, take it to the next level and start using the automation. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about Dubsado. I've never actually personally used it. I use oh, wow. HoneyBook, which is funny, the other top tier there. And I yeah. feel like I do not use it to its fullest like mm-hmm. capabilities. And I think part of the reason I don't, and I'm sure that a lot of listeners can resonate with this, is that it's really intimidating for me to learn new tech. Like it really mm-hmm. is. And so it does take time to watch like tutorials and training videos, right. which is why it is so 
helpful to hire an expert that knows what Mm. they're doing in the system, because not only does it save you a ton of time, it's going to get you exactly what you need. And you're going to be able to utilize the platform for exactly what you need, which is, I know for me, I'm not utilizing it for what I need because I'm like, well, I don't have time to figure it out. But so I think that's really a good, I feel like learning lesson for all of us here is like, Mm. you have to be willing to invest the time Mm -hmm. or the money or both to really get the most out of the platform. And so I think that is so cool. I love, I kind of want to go now like peek around Dubsado and just check it out because you just never know what works for you. Yeah. And what's cool about it is you can have an unlimited trial. So it's not like HoneyBook or most really most websites at all where you get like a two-week trial or three days or whatever. This is – you can use it for free up until you have more than three clients in the system. So I love it because if you're a HoneyBook user, if you're not a HoneyBook user, if you don't use anything, you can just create an account and just surf around. And I will put a disclaimer on that, yes, it may feel overwhelming and that Mm -hmm. is okay. Like you said, new tech is always like, oh, there's a lot going on. But I think it is going back to – you can do it on your own if you want. And Dubsado is a great resource because they have so much information for new users and free webinars. Actually, you can watch. I did a free webinar on their YouTube. You can go check that out. There's just a ton of information they give. They have courses, whatever. But like you said, you will either have to invest that time or that money. And there are some things in my business I'm like, I will pay thousands if I can save <laughs> hours on that thing that I don't want to do. For me, it's writing, like copywriting on my website. Oh, yeah. I will I will delegate that all day long. So you kind of have to think, do I want to spend all the time learning and diving into it and trial and error or just invest in someone who can either guide me or completely do it for me? Um, and then like you said, it's already set up for what they need. And, and you really also get more of a, I think when you hire an expert, a deeper picture of what all you can do if you're just trying to figure it out yourself. Oh, I love that so much. I would love for you to share with everyone, like before we end here today, like how can they connect with you? How can they work with you? Do you recommend, like, do you have different packages for what different people need based on like, if they just need a little automation or if they need like Mm -hmm. a huge system built out? I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. So I offer fully done for you Dubsado setups. I don't work with any other systems like HoneyBook or anything like that when it comes to automation. It's just Dubsado. But essentially, that's it's a pretty easy flat rate package because everyone thinks they know what they need. And I'm like, we just got to do a rehaul. So it's yeah. you get the whole system set up. You get the education. Cool. I teach you. I train you everything. Um, but I also do offer consulting for systems. So if you do have other questions or needs about email marketing systems like Flowdesk, or ClickUp or anything like that, I do have all those knowledge and technique in those systems as well to kind of guide you of figuring out what else can I automate or what works with Dipsado or what should I use in my business and what's kind of overkill, you know? But you can find me at my website, which is Chanel and Lee and also on Instagram. And then my podcast is Ironically Serious Podcast, which just prefacing now by saying it's not uh, automation related whatsoever. So that's more of just a lifestyle fun podcast. But yeah, that's where you can connect with me and get all the details about Dipsado and what it is. And I also have a ton of just free resources. I have a workflow free masterclass. I have free Dubsado forms, free email templates. So 
you can get a feel for what Dips Auto can offer you before you invest in an expert, which I always recommend anyways of figuring out, is this expert even an expert? So dive into the free resources. I give a ton of information on Dips Auto. I'm always sharing tutorials on YouTube and tips just to make sure if you're not going to hire an expert, you have resources you can get to guide you in, in your discovery of what Dips Auto can do for you. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for being on the show. I'll be sure to link all of your uh, things in the show notes. That way people can just easily access and get to connect with you. Thank you. It's such a fun conversation. I always love talking about this. And I'm like, it's way more fun than it sounds. I promise. (laughs) I agree. Once you get started, it becomes really addicting. I really do feel that way. Like You just feel like a weight has been lifted and you want more. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, my favorite thing is like I'll be, you know, in the bathtub drinking wine or something and it'll be like, so-and-so has signed your contract. The first payment has been made. They have booked their appointment. Like, you know, getting my email notification saying that this person has done all this stuff and I didn't even do anything. I'm like, because my automation did it, which is the goal, right? That's amazing, right? So good. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Taylor. Oh my gosh, mama. How incredible was that conversation with Taylor? I am so fired up to go create some more systems in my business. Now, if you are feeling overwhelmed still, wondering what the next step is, I really want you to go through the episode again, back it up, start it over, and go step-by-step through what Taylor and I talked about, really unpacking the systems that you already have, brain dump all of those things and go through step-by-step what she talked about. I know that it can feel overwhelming, but as I mentioned, once you get started with this, it really starts to be addicting. You will love the feeling of being organized and how much quicker you're able to complete tasks when you have a step-by-step plan for doing so. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering and Taylor at Chanel and Lee. I'll go ahead and post all of the links from today in the show notes so that you can connect with Taylor. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.